Yes, I'm Mikey Wilson, and this is DWMOD. You. Welcome to the Detroit Bad Boys Cade Cunningham. Let's roll. Down! Hut! 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 It's 2021, and Sweet Lou Whitaker is still not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. An atrocity. Ready? Aw, oh, Lions fans drinking that Kool-Aid Super Bowl! Hey, disagree with me or don't. That's how it works. Hut! Hut! The Dan Campbell era has officially started in Detroit, and I'm all in simply for the change in culture that it'll bring. Let the next guy worry about winning. I love it. Don't! Good riddance to the greedy NCAA who decided they wouldn't share one penny of their billions in profits with players. Instead, they'll let name, image, and likeness pay the players. Hut! Bye, NCAA. You're no longer needed. Ready? Major League Baseball's sticky tack on the mound trials were nothing more than a witch hunt to hide the fact that it's home run or bust at the plate no one can hit anymore. Hey, disagree with me or don't. That's how it works. All right, guys, we are back for week two of our NFL challenge. We got our guest pickers back in the house again, Mr. Andy St. Clair, Mr. Anthony Finelli. We are going to get to those picks in a few minutes here. It is DWMOD. That's disagree with me or don't. And you are going to get your chance again this week as we break down all four games in the divisional round. But first, a little recap of the weekend. Uh, Saturday's competition started off pretty well for me. A perfect day. Both games, perfect score. Picked the winners. Covered the spread, nailed the over-under, and I took the early lead on Saturday's games. But then on Sunday, last year's champ, Anthony Finelli, came storming right back. He took Sunday by a point on me, and Andy St. Clair was bringing up the rear there with 10 points on Sunday. So that brings our totals from the weekend to DWMOD Pod scored 29 points, Anthony Finelli scored 25 points, and Andy St. Clair in third with 16 points. But it's a lot of football to go. You know a perfect game gives you a six points you get one point for picking the winner you get three points if you're correct against the spread and you get two points for nailing the over under so it's still anybody's ball game there's four games this weekend and i gotta tell you i'm pretty excited about the games this weekend man if you are a football fan you have got to be geared up for what we're about to witness this weekend really i mean you got to look at this thing pretty closely this is one of those years where it's like every year they talk about passing of the torch and all that and that's usually all hype but you really got to look at the matchups this year and you really got to look at like from a quarterback standpoint what we've got going on in the playoffs this year i mean you've got tom brady and aaron Rodgers, and you don't know when it's going to be your last chance to watch those two guys play i mean you just don't know i mean it's likely they're both coming back next year for sure 100 percent on Rodgers anyway and 101 percent probably for brady if we break it down but i'm just saying you never know what can happen with those older guys like that they're at the end of their career they're both searching down one more super bowl and they're long in the tooth and chasing them down right now are some of the best young stars in the game who are going to be the megastar quarterbacks moving forward i mean we got joe burrow and since Cincinnati. He's looking like he's emerging to be a big-time superstar. I mean, we got a guy like Matt Stafford who falls in between these young guys and these old guys, and, and he's trying to get a run going of a couple of Super Bowls or maybe just one. If he could just get one, that guy could solidify his legacy, right? So we got a guy like Matt Stafford falling in the middle. 
He gets out of an abysmal situation in Detroit, winds up in L.A., and, and man, he's trying to make the best of it. That's fun to watch. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks we've seen like in, in our generation. You know what I'm saying? You want to talk about a, a list of 15 guys talent-wise that you've seen, Stafford's on that list, man. You know, So fun to see him getting a shot, and he's trying to make something happen. And, and you got Josh Allen. Josh Allen's coming into his own, and you got the already established young fella, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, so you've got all the the new guard against the middle guard and the old guard. This is just a great playoff coming up right here, man. It's going to be really, really special, and we may not realize it sitting in the moment right now, but we are going to look back at this postseason years from now, and you're going to catch a little rundown on a Sunday afternoon in the spring of, hey, man, let's think about football for a minute, and they're going to break down this year's playoffs, and you're going to be like, man, I remember that. Look at all those names that were in it that year and and the positions of their careers they were in. This is going to make for a great documentary one day, man. And just think about all the other greats that are in the playoffs this year that you're going to get to see that, you know, guys that are going to be future Hall of Famers that are also carrying their teams into this thing, man. Guys like Travis Henry. And let's look at the defensive line for the Rams. I mean, you got Aaron Donald. You got Von Miller. Those That's a couple of Hall of Famers right there, man. And they're going to be bringing it this weekend. I mean, you also got Ndamukong Sue. Dominican Sue on that Buccaneers front line. Levante David, linebacker for Tampa Bay. Also, this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. There's some big, big-name veterans that are going to have a say in this thing, man. Travis Kelsey, you got the big tight ends. Gronkowski. I mean, there is a lot of crown royal names in this damn thing this year. The young receiver talent that's all over the board in this thing. I mean, the rookie Jamar Chase. Um, I mean, let's talk about Adams up in Green Bay. Let's talk about the young guys with the boom box coming out of the locker room for San Francisco, man. Debo Samuels, Ayuk looks good. I mean, there is some fun, fun players in this thing, man. Odell Beckham Jr. being revitalized. Cooper Cup should be the MVP of the league this year. This guy was, I mean, the triple crown of receiving. He's in L.A. with Stafford. The Bills got Stephon Diggs. You got Tyreek Hill getting over the top all day long in Kansas City. I mean, this thing is loaded with stars. This is going to be fun. And that brings us, all of that stuff right there brings us right into quick hits, man. We got to jump right into quick hits here based on everything we just said. It's all about the quarterbacks, right? I mean, that's all you're hearing on the sports talk. That's all you're hearing everybody break down. It's all about the quarterbacks here this year, right? Uh, let's just slow our roll on that for a second right now, man. A lot of people get really excited to see these quarterback matchups, and they are fun, man. I'm all in on it, too. But you know what I'm way more interested in? If you listen to this show, you know. I'm all about those D-line matchups against quarterbacks, man. Like that Giants against Brady and the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. Man, that was so damn fun to see that defensive line, who should have been awarded the MVP of the game, just totally dominate that game, man. And that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm really looking forward to the L.A. Rams front against Tampa Bay, against Tom Brady. I mean, we all know that's the only way that you can beat Brady is you got to make him uncomfortable. You got to make him uncomfortable, flush him around, get to him before he can get his quick reads. And I'm telling you, I am excited to see Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller and that front for the Rams against Tampa Bay. I'm also excited to see what that front from San Francisco can do against uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. 
You know, that could be good as well. Bosa's a little banged up. We don't know. But my point is I love watching the solid core defensive lines try to disrupt these these great quarterbacks we're going to see this weekend. And there's going to be a game where a defensive line is going to take it over. And that, to me, is far more fascinating than two quarterbacks battling it out. I just, I love it, and I can't wait to watch it. I mean, if you were following the show last year for the Super Bowl, we tweeted out all kind of breakdowns and stunts that we thought we would see Tampa Bay run against the Chiefs to really make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable. And I got to say, I mean, we nailed them. We nailed quite a few of them. It was really fun to watch the game play out the way that we predicted with some of the exact stunts they were doing to flush Patrick Mahomes out. And that Tampa Bay defensive line took control of that game, man. And and they won it. And they made Patrick Mahomes look really, really, really mediocre. I mean, I'm being nice. He looked less than mediocre. You know, I understand their line was a little banged up, but still, great game plan. And it's so fun to watch the defensive line dominate like that. I can't wait to watch these guys this weekend. We're all excited for the return of Derrick Henry this weekend. I mean, getting that uh, first round bye for the Titans was huge. Gives them an extra week. And now they got Henry back. I mean, he is a problem. And this is going to be really fun to see how he does. And everybody's wondering what's he going to look like coming back off this injury. And if last week, uh, the way David Akers came back, if that's any telltale sign, we're in for some fun running back watching this weekend. Let me tell you that. Now, we got to circle back just for a second as we did discuss, uh, you know, you don't know when you're going to see Tom Brady play his last game. And that's been a pretty big topic for discussion this week as well. Uh, is this going to be it? You know, uh, is, is Tom Brady going to retire? Are we watching him play his last game? Uh, a lot of people discussing that. Like if he wins the Super Bowl, will he ride off into the sunset? If he loses, will he say, yeah, you know what? That's enough. I just want to see if I could get two in a row. And, you know, that is all normal discussion, especially for a guy in his position, his age. And I will give you this. Uh, there is a lot of behavior coming out of the TB12 camp uh, that just just isn't normal for Tom, you know, like all these commercials, he's doing a ton of commercials now and all comedically. I mean, a lot of these commercials have a comedic tone to them. And I gotta, I gotta say, he's a lot better than I thought he was going to be. He's, he's, he's pretty funny in some of them, but he's doing a lot of commercial work. Um, a lot of these documentaries, you know, the stuff on ESPN, looking back on, on the Super Bowl losses and things like that. And, um, you know, that's traditionally behavior of a guy who is, mm, contemplating his football mortality. You know what I'm saying? And that's behavior that's not normal to Tom. Tom's never had time for any of that stuff before and would never do any of that stuff before because, quite frankly, he wasn't thinking about his football mortality because he was too damn busy winning Super Bowls and going to Super Bowls, and he was locked into that. So I'll give you this, that that behavior would normally be a telltale sign of a guy who is getting ready to retire. That being said... All right, knock it off. Knock it off. Because that ain't Tom Brady. We know who Tom Brady is. This guy's the ultimate competitor. If he wins a Super Bowl, he's going to try to win another one. If he doesn't win the Super Bowl this year, he's going to come back next year because he wants to try to win another one. I mean, it's the old, you know, you, you can't change the color of the horse in the middle of the race here, man. This who this guy is, man. He is a natural-born competitor. He thrives on this stuff, and he's absolutely, for my money, is going to be one of those guys where you're going to have to drag him away from the game. He is not one of these Seinfeld types where he 
he's like, hey, walk out on top, man. That's the way to go. He is, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. Um, Tom is not going to walk away from the game when he feels that he can't play anymore. The game is going to have to prove to Tom that Tom can't play anymore. And he's going to be one of these guys that's going to have some hard realizations on the field of, it's time. And then he's going to retire. And I'm not knocking any of that, man. God bless him for that. I'm just saying he's absolutely going to be one of those guys where the game's going to have to tell him. And he still may not accept it. So all this Tom Brady retiring talk this year, man, come on. All right, knock it off. Knock it off. Now, there were some other matchups that were being talked about pretty heavily in the media um, you know, sports talk everywhere. There were some matchups people really, really were pulling for and wanted to see moving forward in the playoffs here. And I got to tell you, man, there was a couple of things that I just felt like I had to tell people, just knock it off. All right, knock it off. Knock it off. First of all, everybody had this fantasy of, let's see uh, Brady and Belichick Super Bowl. You know, uh, we already saw that matchup earlier in the year. And quite frankly, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, this Brady versus Belichick drummed up horse shit by the media. Like, most football fans don't care, man. We don't care. We understand they're both great. Uh, they respect each other. We respect both of them. Quit conjuring this Brady versus Belichick thing up, man. Nobody wanted to see Brady with the rookie Mac Jones in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. All right, knock it off. Knock it off. And the other one everybody seemed to be clamoring for was we, they wanted to see Mike McCarthy against Aaron Rodgers up in Green Bay. What What is with all these ex-coaches against quarterback matchups you want to see? Like, how is that a matchup I want to see? Mike McCarthy on the other sideline head coaching against Aaron Rodgers. Like, what do I care about that, man? I don't want to see that matchup. I'm tired of the Cowboys. I'm tired of them being inflated. We saw that they weren't even as good as everybody inflated them to be. I mean, McCarthy's probably going to be fired. The guy's been abysmal with his decisions and clock management. It's been horrible all year long. And people were clamoring to see that? No way, man. No way. I'm way more interested to see the 49ers go up in the Lambeau Field and see what we get there. So, nah. Pass on McCarthy versus Rodgers. No thanks. I'm glad we don't have to sit through that. All right, knock it off. Knock it off. Another thing I started hearing uh, coming out of nowhere, I don't know, on a lot of these shows and things was the questions about Josh Allen. Is he really coming into his own? Can he sustain this? Is he for real? Will he beat Patrick Mahomes and all that? Those are legitimate questions. But it always seemed to evolve into this Josh Allen against Lamar Jackson thing. I heard it more than a couple of times with people saying, well, who do you want? Who's the man? Who would you rather have, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? And, okay, I'll play for five minutes here just because you want to play this game. I think it's a stupid question. But, okay, I'll play. It's Josh Allen all day. I mean, no disrespect to Lamar Jackson. I love watching Lamar Jackson. The dude is electric. The dude brings something to the position that you just really can't even plan for. It's fun to watch, and it's something that's just completely different. It is, and he's great, and that's fine. But for me, it's Josh Allen, and if you're saying it's Lamar Jackson, it's for other reasons than reality. Uh, it, you know, maybe you're partial to the Ravens, or maybe you just really, really like him. He's your favorite quarterback. That's fine. I mean, when you ask me about the greatest quarterbacks and if I had to take a guy to start a team with, I mean, I'll say Brett Favre just because he's my favorite and guys in the locker room loved him and all that. I know he's not the best, but it's 
a sentimental pick. And I'm telling you, if you're picking Lamar Jackson, it's a sentimental pick. Because if what excites you about what Lamar Jackson does is his ability to run, his athleticism and his ability to extend the play with his legs and throw the football, well, he's a poor man's Josh Allen. I mean, if that's the case, if you're combining the two, I mean, Josh Allen this year became the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for more than 4,000 yards and run for 750. I mean, so if you like a guy extending a play and running and can throw the ball, it's Josh Allen, man. It's pretty hands down. There's really no debate on that. All right, knock it off. Knock it off. And the last thing I want to discuss is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, The Ryan Tannehill love and hate. And I'm not going to debate either side of that. You can love him or hate him. I mean, hey, the guy's had his moments on one hand. And on the other hand, uh, he, he has had some not so good moments, right? Where he needed to carry the team or pick him up and he didn't. All right. I get that. I'm not going to get into love or hate on Tannehill. He is what he is, but I will say this about Ryan Tannehill. This is a guy that they converted to quarterback in college, right? I don't care what he did in high school in college. This kid was a wide receiver at Texas A&M and they decided, you know what? I think this kid would be a pretty good quarterback. Do you know how rare that is? Do you know how rare that is? They turn quarterbacks into other positions regularly in college. They don't take a guy in college and turn him into a quarterback, okay? And then he's a starter for a year down there, and he's moved way up in the draft. They draft the kid, and then he's had NFL success. You can love him or hate him. This guy's had NFL success that is uh, better than average, and this is a kid that was converted. This whole Cinderella story, it just... This doesn't happen. You know what I mean? So give him credit where credit's due. There seems to be this constant discussion uh, amongst football fans and around the league that, like, everybody's quarterback isn't good enough. You know, like with the 49ers. Well, Jimmy G's not the guy. He's not good enough. We need a different guy if we're going to win a Super Bowl. Well, Tannehill's not good enough. He can't take Tennessee to a a Super Bowl. These guys just aren't good enough. You know how many quarterbacks are out there that are good enough? It's like a handful, guys. I mean, there's only so many Brady's and Rodgers out there and Mahomes out there. I mean, that's it. You know what I mean? So just because you don't have one of these guys, quit saying that's the reason we can't win the Super Bowl because there's only about four or five guys out there that are at that caliber, and you ain't getting one. So just stop. Just stop. You know what I mean? Jimmy G is is a good quarterback, and he's more than capable of, of getting to another Super Bowl and maybe winning the Super Bowl with that game plan and that offensive line and that run game in San Francisco. He just is, and that's just one example. You know, same with Tannehill in, in Tennessee. I just hate this discussion, especially about Tennessee, where, well, they're only good because of Henry. This is not Pop Warner football. Where you just, if you've got the best player that can outrun everybody, you're just going to win games every week? This is the NFL. No one team is good because of that one guy. That's just not how it works, man. Tennessee's a good football team with a better than average quarterback, and, and they're sitting in the AFC and nobody's thinking about them. I'm just telling you that right now. So all this, that team's only good because of this and because of that. No. They're good because they're a good football team, man. This is the NFL. All right, knock it off. Knock it off. Now, all that being said, let's see what I really think about some teams this weekend as I'm going to make some picks here. And you can disagree with me or don't because that's how it works. We're going to see what Anthony Finelli thinks about it. We're going to see what Andy St. Clair thinks about it. So let's jump into the divisional round right now and let's see who you got, boys. First up this week, we got Andy St. Clair. Andy, we're going to give you a chance to redeem yourself from last Sunday, Monday's games there, my man. And first game up on the docket for us here is Bengals 
at Titans. Titans are giving up three and a half points, and the over-under here is 47. What do you think here, man? All right, Mikey, I'm back. Here we go. I'm in, I'm, I'm in deep third right now, but I, you know what? I'm not giving up because it's a long game. You know, you, you got you to gotta go for it. So first, come on. I got I to gotta get high right now. I'm just going to I'm going to get at it with the Tennessee Titans. Give me the Titans at three and a half. I, I think here's why I'm taking the Titans. I, I don't like this idea that the coach is giving out game balls to different bars in Cincinnati's. It, it felt like that that game against the Raiders was kind of their one their Super Bowl. Uh, I, I love Burrow. I like Chase Higgins and Boyd and they're all and Mixon. They're all awesome. They're going to be good for years to come, hopefully. But uh, the Titans are underrated. People are sleeping on the Titans. Um, they're going to put up points. Give me Tennessee Titans minus three and a half and give me the over, 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 over 47. Let's go. All right, buddy. You are right. You are in deep, deep third. But I'm going to tell you this. If I remember correctly, I think last year after the wild card weekend, I was in deep, deep third and had a big run in the divisional weekend to put me right back in the middle of things. So you're not out of it yet, buddy. All right, now to the champ, to last year's champ. Anthony, let's have it, man. Who you got? All right, NFL, week two. I'm currently in second place. Last week, I kind of kind of did the first round as a kind of a fan, so uh, my spreads were a little bit off. But the winners and losers over under were pretty good, so let's jump into week two. We got the Bengals at Titans. I got the Titans covering the spread at three and a half. I got the Titans winning outright as well as taking the over at 47. I think Derrick Henry's going to add more juice to that Titans lineup. No, he could. He could. That's what everybody's counting on this week, man. They're counting on Henry to, to come back and give them a big boost and give them that juice that you're talking about. But I'm telling you what, man, both of you guys like the over in this one, huh? And the Titans to cover. Okay. Okay. This should be a good one because neither team is going to change what they do and they're going to come out and try and do what they do. But for me, this one is all about the bees. Big Joe B, and he throwing them bombs to the big boy Bengal Chase, and they running all over the place. That's right. We took it back to the young and the restless, and I'm telling you this right now. If these bees get rolling early, it's going to be trouble for the Titans, man. They aren't built to play from behind. The Titans want to run the ball. They want to grind and wind the clock down, and they're really good at it, man. But it's going to come down to ifs and buts. If Tannehill can, but Tannehill won't, which will it be? And the Titans are ready to go because they got their candy back in the backfield. Oh, it's the return of O. Henry for the Titans run game. But that just won't be enough. My man Joe B. has the Bengals turning the corner. And for my money, I think they're a dark horse contender to win it all this year. Because B stands for Bengals, baby. I'm taking the points, so just lay me that three and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you know what? I'm going to take the under, guys. I know you're both taking the over. I'm going to take the under in this one right here because I think this is going to be too much running the ball and clock eating. But give me the Bengals 24, Titans 17. And that takes us to our next game up at the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. We got the Red Hot 49ers coming off that big win against the Cowboys. And it's 49ers at Packers. Packers are laying six, guys. And again, the over-unders have 47 in this one. What do you think, Anthony? You taking the Niners and the points? You taking the bait there? Or you going Packers minus six? Packers at minus six. They are going to come away once again. A well-rested and disgruntled Aaron Rodgers come out victorious. They're going to cover the spread. They're going to win outright. But it's going to be the under 
You sure about that over-under? The under. All right, Andy St. Clair, you got to make a run here, man. Packers, Niners, Lambeau Field, go. Next up, San Francisco at Green Bay. Okay, so in this one, you got... You know I want to take San Francisco and the, the points. You know that's all I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it assuming two things. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm for the contest. I'm assuming Jimmy G is going to play. All right. Uh, Fred Warner is going to play. Joey Bosa is going to play, by the way. And he's going to play because it's the playoffs. If it was, um, you know, a regular season game, Bosa probably not going to be out there. But it is the playoffs. Divisional round. He's going to be in there. And so will Jimmy G. So I, I think San Francisco is going to have to play this game a lot like they played the Dallas game, which is it's going to be an under game. They're going to run the ball, take, you know, Dallas had like seven points in the fourth quarter. That's the kind of game they're going to try to get Green Bay into. So by saying that, so I'm, I'm giving me San Francisco plus six, give me the under. But it, let me add a caveat to this. And, and, and I, I, so that is my pick for the contest. The caveat is if Trey Lance is in the game and it's not Jimmy G., Jimmy G can't go because of the shoulder injury. I would I would absolutely jump to Green Bay, right? So take Green Bay if Jimmy G doesn't play. But I'm assuming Jimmy G's playing. Give me the Niners. Give me the under. Let's go. I love it, man. You are fired up to make a comeback in this thing, and I love it. All right, look it. The Packers are looking to try to make it to their fifth straight NFC Championship game in a row. I mean, can they do that? Will Rodgers be the next McNabb? I mean, always a bridesmaid here. I mean, look, facts are facts, and the 49ers are red hot right now, and that game travels anywhere when you run the football and you play defense, okay? They could walk into Lambeau and knock the Packers right out of the box in the first quarter, right? I mean, that's the hot upset pick this week, right? Six is just too many points, right? Niners not only cover, they win the game outright by just smashing the ball right down the Packers' throat like they did two years ago, right? Except it ain't two years ago on the defensive side for Green Bay. They're much, much better now on that side of the football. Oh, and for Frisco, I mean, Jimmy G's got this sprained shoulder, right? Andy was talking about he may not even play even if he does play. Jimmy G with a sprained shoulder, Bosa and Aziz are both banged up big time. I mean... It's just too much clearance on the runway here, and guess which angry pilot is ready for takeoff? Roger, roger. Cinderella's banged up. That foot's swelling, and the slipper just don't fit anymore. I'll go against the consensus upset here, and I'll take the Packers to win the game. I'll take the Packers to cover the six, and I'll also take the under. It's Packers 27, 49ers 13. Let's head south for the next one here, down to Tampa Bay. We got the L.A. Rams heading into Tampa Bay. The Bucks are laying three, and the over-under in this one's at 48 and a half. That one is tempting. Andy, where are you going with that? I got to tell you, on Monday night, I would have told you I was taking the Rams. And I think this game's going to be a really good game, but it really comes down to me, Stafford versus Brady. Who do I trust more? And, of course, I'm going to trust Tom Brady more, and I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus three. Um, I also think like with these two teams, you know, the last time we saw the Rams on Monday night, they destroyed Arizona. Generally, one of kind of my gambling rules is the primetime game, the Monday night game or the Sunday night game when a team is very good or successful, I will fade them the next week. So I'm just going to do it right now. I'm going to fade the Rams. I'm going to take Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, minus three, and I'm going to change it up and I'm going to take the under. 48 and a half. Just make this score of something like, oh gosh, I would say let's go 31-17. Oh, oh, I also have right at 31. 
And I'll tell you what I had Tampa Bay at in a minute, right after Anthony tells us what he's got. Rams and Bucks. I think this one's the coin flip for the week, but it is kind of hard to bet against Brady. So I'm going to take the Bucks. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take those points as well with their uh, spot in the Rams three. So Bucks at minus three to win. All right. Bucks at minus three to win it also. For my money, this is the best game of the weekend right here. All right. I mean, you got two loaded defenses. You got Brady. You got Stafford. I mean, you got big receivers, great coaches. It's going to be so damn fun. Now, before I make my pick, I'm going to tell you why I'm taking the over. Okay. Why I'm taking the over in a game with great defenses. Great defenses create stops, okay? The more stops created, the more opportunities for both Brady and Stafford to get another series of downs. And if you give either one of these guys too many chances, they're going to hit you for points. Now, listen, I know that that logic travels in a circle right back to its own origin, but hey, so did those new Star Wars movies, and I love those. So the question is, who to take in this one? Guys, uh, I'm going against the grain on this one too, man. I'm going against the grain all weekend. Listen, give me the Rams plus three here. The monkey's off Stafford's back and Akers is back and literally knocking dudes out. We all know Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller are going to live in the Tampa Bay pocket if Worfs is out or even if he's playing hurt. I mean, I take back what I said before on the show during the knock it off segment because this might be Brady's last game, man. He may have to retire. He got a banged up center. Worfs might not play and you're going against Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller. Good luck, TB. But I'll say this. The GOAT will keep a minute, but the Rams wind him down and Stafford makes a big play in the fourth quarter. He's arrived, and his power grows even stronger as he heads to an old haunt next week. Stafford will walk into Lambeau Field and say, Hello, old friend. But that's a story for next week on Tales of the Frozen Tundra. For this week, it's the Rams, plus three, just like Andy said, 31. But for me, it's the Rams with 31, Tampa Bay 24. And now for the big one, the rematch everybody's been waiting for. The Red Hot Buffalo Bills will be traveling to Arrowhead, one of the loudest, most hostile environments in all of football. Chiefs are laying two and a half to the Bills. The over-under in this one, 54 and a half. And we have to start with the Chief superfan, Andy St. Clair. All right. Best game of the, the weekend. Bills at Chiefs, minus two and a half, over under 54 and a half. Make a quick question. Maybe know the answer to this. Uh, Mahomes has lost twice in the playoffs. Who was the quarterback of that team both times? I'll wait for your answer. Uh, it was Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady both times. It was Tom Brady. He lost in the AFC Championship game to the New England Patriots. He lost the Super Bowl. Brady with, was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and last I checked, Tom Brady did not play for the Buffalo Bills. He did not, and he and he won't be there for the Bills this weekend. So I, I know that normally I, I would take the Bills in this sort of situation. I would take the, I, the, the it keeps coming down. The spread's down, down to like one, one and a half. So like for our contest, we have a two and a half, and we have the over 54 and a half. Look, I'm going to take Mahomes. Just, I'm, I'm taking Mahomes. He's going to lose. I understand he's going to lose. He's not going to go to the Super Bowl every year. But, and the Bills are made to beat the Chiefs, right? This, that's all they did. This this is the reason the Bills are around, is to attack the Chiefs. And this team is set up to beat Kansas City. In fact, they already beat them this year in Kansas City. Hard to beat the same team twice. Hard to do it on the road twice. Everyone's taking the Bills. Everybody's taking the Bills. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to take Kelsey Hill. Uh, McKinnon looks great. McKinnon looks like uh, Shady McCoy, by the way. Uh, prime Shady McCoy. So anyway, give me Kansas City. Give me the two and a half. 
on on the over under, and I apologize for going long, but on the over under fifty four and a half, that is a very 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 high over under for a playoff game. I think the I think I saw a stat somewhere like they've done this eight times, or a playoff game's been that high, that spread's been that high, and the the under is like seven and one or eight and one something like that. The only time it was covered, Bills at Kansas City last year or two years ago recently. So I'm gonna take the over. I just think these two offenses are gonna get moving and rocking. And this is going to be a lot of points. I mean, Chiefs covered last week. The Pats covered last week. The Chiefs-Steelers game was 0-0 after the first quarter. And, and they covered 46 by 14 points, I believe. 21 points. But they covered it pretty easily. So, give me Mahomes. Give me the Chiefs. Give me 2.5. Give me the over, 54.5. Let's go, Chiefs. All right, buddy, I hear you. Going with the hometown team and taking the over in that one. I tell you, that is a dangerous over. Anthony, your last pick of the week before we let you go, buddy. What's going to be on that Arrowhead scoreboard, buddy? Bills at Chiefs. I think the Bills, I think this is their year. I think they're going to follow that momentum from last week's blowout win. And Chiefs usually stumble later in the playoffs, minus that one Super Bowl year. So we're going to take the Bills to win outright. Obviously, they're going to cover that. But we're also going to take the under. I think it's going to be lower scoring than people think. There's my picks. I am not an expert. Let's have fun. Go Browns. I'm glad you brought that up, buddy. We are not experts. None of us are experts. We only play them on the weekends on DWMOD. (laughs) Now, let me tell you about this Chiefs and Bills game. Everybody's expecting a smorgasbord of points here, and I'm no different. But it's when the points will come that's going to decide this game. You know, there's an old saying that goes, there's a lot of football left. But I'm going to tell you this. That saying will not apply in this one. If the Chiefs get off to their typical slow start, I'm telling you, if the Bills get going early and the Chiefs are sluggish out of the gates like they've been all season, it could be over in the first quarter for the Chiefs. It could be just too big a lead for Patrick and the Mahomes to come back from. I'm telling you now, the Chiefs' defense will win or lose this game in the first half. If they can keep it close, Mahomes will have a chance, and you don't want to let Mahomes have a chance to do what he does and break your heart. Because if it's close, Mahomes will break some hearts just like folding tables and a Bills Mafia tailgate. But a slow start has been the smell from this kitchen all year long. And there's another old saying that goes, if it walks like a duck. The Chiefs' notorious slow start kills any chance for Mahomes to make a comeback in this one, and it's also going to screw everybody on the over. Mahomes' comeback fails, and the Chiefs will fall just short. And I'm telling you right now, that over-under is going to fall just short by half a point, and it's going to be the Bills 30, Chiefs 24. Yeah, give me the Bills, the points, and the under. Now, Andy, before we get out of here real quick, let's try to put some money in some people's pockets. I mean, if you followed me on Saturday, I gave you a perfect score and put some money in your pocket. So, Andy, how you playing it this week? Give us your teasers, buddy. All right, teaser time. Look, tease all the dogs. Just tease them all. Uh, if you want me to, if I was just picking a three-teamer, uh, I would. I guess I would go San Francisco, Rams, and Bills right now. Um, I would also, if you want one more just for fun, uh, I would make it, I'd give me the Bengals. I would tease them up to 9 or 10. I would probably tease the uh, the over of the uh, Titans-Bengals game, so tease that down to like 41 and take the over. And then I, I guess for fun, because I always like rooting for the over, I would tease that Chiefs-Bills game to make the the number three of the, of the second teaser. I would probably tease that game down to 48, 47, and uh, take the over on that. I just think it's going to be a lot of points in that game. So those are, the, those are the teasers. Good luck. Win money. Let's go. 
I hear you on that, buddy. I'm I'm pretty much right on the same page with you. I'm not doing a three-team. It's four games. I'm just playing a four-team teaser this week, and I'm going to tease the dogs up, too, with one exception. Okay, I'm absolutely going to tease the the Bengals. I'm going to take them up to nine and a half. I'm absolutely going to tease the Rams and I'm going to take them up to nine. And I'm I'm absolutely going to tease the Bills and take them up to eight and a half. I just think those those are too big. All those dogs should win like that. Now, the general consensus is in that Niners game. Yeah, you absolutely should take the six on six and take the Niners with 12 points. But I just feel like that's just not going to happen. I just feel like the Packers are going to win by more than that. And I'm going to tease that one down and just make it zero and make it the Packers in a pick em. So my four is Packers in a pick em and everybody else getting, you know, nine or ten points. So there you go, guys. Play it. Get some money. Andy, thanks for being here, man. We'll see you next time. And, guys, enjoy the divisional round this weekend. Thanks for tuning in, man. And we'll be back next weekend with the conference championship games. We'll see you next time.